0: Welcome to A Novel Life, a podcast about living life in a novel way. I am Lauren Ruth Martin, a licensed professional therapist in Tennessee. Remember, what we talk about on here is a lot like therapy, but it's not the real deal. So if you want to do the work, make sure you're doing it with a professional. Let's start the show. Welcome back for another week. Hope you're doing Well, I'm recording this during the day, so the vibe feels very, very different for me. I'm used to recording this at night. Um, yeah, so a great show heading up today. Um, we're going to chat about how to have some difficult conversations with friends. Also, we're going to talk about the myth of having it all. So, I hope that you stick around. Um, you know, life has been pretty, pretty good, but also pretty chaotic as this season of life typically is, and um. What I'm wanting to do with the announcement of the Self-Care 5K, make sure you sign up at novelcounseling.com slash self-care-5K, um, and or you could just get the link from Instagram at Lauren Ruth Martin. Um, I want to give y'all just like little tidbits to help you along the way. Most of the content between now and the 5K is going to be centered around values, work, and self-care, um, but just a quick little tidbit for this week, um, oftentimes a barrier to self care is that idea of, um, of time. And I want to encourage all this week to start challenging that myth around time. And look into the idea of incorporated self care. Um, Another version of this, um, the concept is called temptation bundling, where you do something that you normally don't want to do with something that you like. So if you're wanting to get more physically active, and you go on a walk, you would pair a podcast that you only listen to or a playlist that you only listen to when you were on the walk. Um, If you're trying to be more diligent about putting up your laundry, aka me, then and I could, anytime that I'm on the phone with a friend doing something that I like, um, like I enjoy talking to my friends, I fold laundry at the same time. And the idea is to incorporate that self-care and burst bursts. In um, small sort of entities so that it's more incorporated as opposed to being a, a big event, you know, because what we're aiming to do with self care and a big thing that this 5k is about is, you know, making it more of an ongoing practice rather than a thing that you just do, either to avoid or solely to cope. Um, I think we have a lot of that we have to do in our days, I think that, you know, with society becoming more efficient, um, as things are often automated for us, we forget um, what it's like to really work with our hands or to do things that we enjoy doing just for the sake of doing them. Um, In fact, my husband and I had a whole conversation around what's a hobby and what's a side hustle. And, you know, the whole idea that all of our hobbies have to earn an income. And the thing is, Like, sometimes it's just nice having things to do, just to do them. Like the other day, um, I made cookies because I wanted cookies, but, you know, just working with my hands and rolling the dough together and putting it on the, um, you know, on the cookie sheet, it just felt good. And it took around like 10 to 15 minutes to prep them and get them ready but it it was just nice to have something tactile to do and I think that's what self-care is about it's more about grounding it's more about having something just to you know make the day a little bit less focused on productivity so you know that goes into that concept of novelty that of course we love so much being um you know being an RODBT therapist, I'm all about novelty. And so this week, when you think about I don't have time for self care, maybe you don't have time for, you know, a spa day, or, you know, sitting down and reading, but there are things that you can incorporate, whether that's a book on tape, whether that's um, a playlist, whether that is, you know, actually breathing when your Apple watch says to breathe, um, doing those little drinks of emotional water through the day um, are really important because we can't we're not robots and we can't be always efficient all the time but I truly believe that incorporating stuff like self-care is an opportunity to fill us back up to where we do have more bandwidth to do the things that we love and to give more to others um, or just to feel better about ourselves in general so let's take a quick break see you on the other side As always, you can ask a question anytime on Instagram at Lauren Ruth Martin. Send me a question. Um, I also try to do like a question box once a week, so you're welcome to, you know, send me a question that way. I'll typically give a little bit of an answer on uh, my stories and hide your identity, of course, and then go a little bit more in detail on the show if I feel like it's something I want to go into more detail about. So this week's question, um, somebody asked, they had concerns about their friend, Um, they had been not eating so much, they had been losing weight, and they were concerned, and they didn't know how to approach the topic. And you know, the answer that I posted online was around the idea. um, And you'll hear it in different ways in different um, formats of therapy or different approaches, but the idea of I statements, and what it basically is about is when you have the conversation, um, and this is more on a broad scale, because there's different Nuances um, to friendships, and you know the role of feedback in friendships. And essentially, what you're doing is offering some sort of feedback that can be done with good intent, but it may not have a great impact. And so, you have to be mindful of when you're giving the feedback of the potential impact on the relationship. Um, and It may touch on topics that either your friend's not comfortable sharing or really they don't have enough awareness to in that moment. And so whenever you're having conversations like this where you're showing concern for a friend, offering um, some insight on that, the idea or at least what I, I try to do, and this is hard as a therapist, is acknowledging that it's something that you're perceiving so taking ownership for your perception while also not while also giving the other person autonomy so if I have a a friend that's going through a rough time and it seems like they're having a rough time my goal and I have to really take it into consideration with my friends being a therapist is that idea of like I'm I'm not I'm not supposed to be and I'm not going to be their therapist. Also, I'm not trying to have any negative judgments about things I'm seeing. What I'm doing is observing and acknowledging that it's my perspective that is skewing this. So by saying, Hey, you know, I've observed that you haven't been eating a lot whenever I see you. Um, it looks like you've been you've lost a little bit of weight. Is that something you've noticed? And what I do is I, I put it on it. I I go with curiosity, because I don't want to accuse my friend of doing something that they may not be doing. They could have health issues, they could have something more going on, they could be under eating on purpose, there's a multitude of reasons as to why something is going on. And so if I approach it with curiosity, and acknowledge that it's my bias, I'm coming into this, you know, and there have been times where I've said, Hey, you know, I'm a therapist, this is just something that I see. Or, hey, this is something that I just kind of have an eye for, or this is something that I I just, you know, I may be assuming because I see this, you know, every day, acknowledging that there are different things that might be shifting or skewing that perspective is helpful, because what it's doing is not putting your friend in the hot seat when they didn't really ask to be in the hot seat. um, And they didn't really come to you for advice or information. And I think that's what we have to realize is that as we get older, you know, these these tough conversations are helpful, because as friends, what's helpful in friendships is when we have blind spots, when we have somebody that's willing to to share blind spots with each other. And these conversations are hard to have. They're uncomfortable. I don't like having them. I like, you know, I'm a seven in the Enneagram and I'll blame it on that, but I I don't like the limited time that I have with my friends to necessarily be about unpacking something that I perceive. And sometimes these conversations are necessary because either there's a lack of awareness on our own end, like if something's going on with us and we don't we're not aware of how we're coming across, or I like I or my friends could be struggling and they just don't know how to start the conversation. And so I think that's the balance that a lot of us struggle with. And I think it's messy for a reason because it's very much context dependent. But the idea is is to not... Um, avoid tough conversations but be aware of the potential impact and take ownership for what you're seeing more so than blaming them for what's going on Um, that takes into consideration nuance that leaves the door for openness and curiosity to happen between each other and it doesn't put anybody in the blame game the blame game is not fun on either end to give or receive so removing that is going to open the opportunity for y'all to share more together All right, let's take another quick break. I am cracking up because I just... So, just, we're going to dive right into it. So, what inspired today's episode? They, on Netflix, they have... Allie Fedotowsky's uh, season of The Bachelorette on there and I was watching it and she is most known or her season started when she was on Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor before and she left because um, she had to go back to work. And it was super controversial, like, Oh, my gosh, she's leaving for her job. And, you know, it was seen as this like fe- moment of like female empowerment, and she regretted it. And then she was like, I need to find love. And so then she goes on the season. And anyway, as I'm watching this, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, like, I felt awful for her. And here's the thing, this is in 2010. And I'm just now realizing one, that's a decade ago, to oh my gosh fashion was hilarious back then and like I was in my mid-20s then and I was living my best life but it was so much easier you didn't have to contour aesthetic wasn't a thing like Gen Z would be completely outraged by how us as adults like carried ourselves day to day Um, but it's so much easier like just to compare oh I just that was my one of many realizations but what I found interesting was that you know, here's this girl, woman. um, Here's this person, let's just get with that. Here's this person coming on the show to find love. And she, you know, reaches this crossroads that I think a lot of us do in many areas of our lives that truly challenge that belief that you can have it all. And I'm a personally, and as a clinician, I come from the belief that you can't have it all. And so if you want to have it all, this is not the podcast for you. Having it all comes at a price. So if you want to have it all, you have to realize that you're not going to be able to have it all. And that's because it is literally impossible, unless you have an exorbitant amount of means to have all the things that you want evenly. So if you are going to aspire to have it all, you have to get comfortable with the idea of juggling. So I guess I can say that. Like, I'm not a fan of believing that you can have it all and it all be in balance at the same time. And this is something that has really personally has been challenging since I've become a mom. And I've really had to challenge traditional gender roles and the pressure that that puts on me as somebody that has been more career focused and somebody that, you know, I thoroughly enjoy being a mom, I thoroughly enjoy my child, I don't enjoy it all the time. Um, I love my kid to death. And I, I feel like I'm working on trying to be as much of a present mom and going for quality of time over quantity of time. But that whole notion of like counting hours and calculating and making sure things are even like it just it just screws with me hardcore. So when you think about this concept of having it all, we all have a vision that comes to mind. So let I want you to take a minute. And when you think about what does having it all mean to you, we're all going to have. Like uh, the collective of us that are listening to this are going to have very definition, very varying definitions as to what having it all means. And I want you to be aware of any harsh judgments that come up with that, any sort of minimizing or downgrading or even rigidity locked to it. You know, we all have this idea, we all have this sort of notion of what having it all means. And I want to encourage you to not have any shame around it, while also noticing that there may be aspects of that that aren't helping you. So you define... You know, what what does having it all mean to me, you notice what comes up with that? Is it shame? Is it disappointment? Um, Is it pride that you've really achieved what having it all means for you? And maybe there's a secret to it. Um, You know, notice what comes up with that, because that right there, believe it or not, whether you're, you know, fully living it or far from it, it there's a strong chance that it's influencing your day to day life, how you perceive things, and also how you're carrying yourself in day to day life. And, you know, part of this stuff is what's going to be in that self care 5k workbook that we're doing. Because what this boils down to is, you guessed it, values, values and expectations. And so when we think about our definition of having it all, and we notice what comes up, I'm imagining alongside this expectations and grief also come up. And we have to look at those expectations and see if they fit the current context of where we are. And we also have to see if there are things that we need to grieve. In that, um, I can mainly, you know, I can mainly speak from some of my friends' perspectives in regards to um, certain things like marriage, dating, um, career, parenthood you know, there are lots of expectations around those sort of universal milestones. So like dating, marriage, job, um, kid or no kid, connection, there, there there's certain expectations around that, that will change and shift as we get older. And I know enough about the demographic of this podcast, I know just enough to be dangerous, to know that most of y'all are in your 20s, all the way up to like your 40s and your expectations. And this is something I have to call myself out on is are the expectations and the goals that I've dreamed for myself in my teens and 20s, are they still even doable in my 30s? And I will have to ask this as I continue to get older, because sometimes like, things have changed. If we think about, you know, and I always reference my husband because I think he's just so cool, but like he did the whole, he he traveled, he worked a job that had that flexibility with it, what it has done. Like he, he, he lived a very, very cool life and he still lives a very cool life. But now there are certain expectations in place, you know, being older, being around our peers, like we, we get influenced in, in, as our context and life change. And so when we think about grief and we think about expectations and we think about having it all, grief is a necessary process for helping us redefine what having it all means and really developing a scale and a way to prioritize how we go about life and what is truly important to us. With all of this said, you know, so so far what we've covered is that idea of defining habit at all, notice what comes up, being defining expectations and area potential areas for grief. That's how we are contextualizing our having it all and really testing the Um, if it's applicable, where we are, so that we can begin sort of creating action plans and action steps to move forward with it. So as we're doing this, you know, one thing we also is important for us to consider is not only some of the logistical barriers and, and contextually if things apply now, but really your willingness too. like, am I willing to, you know, Am I willing to do some things that it might be ex- that I expected of myself to be? Um, I'll never forget. Like I wanted to, you know, always kind of be in the social no in my 20s and and have a lot of things to do and always go to the concerts and stuff. And y'all, I'm just tired in my 30s. So me being as social and being able to hang and make it to Waffle House, like it's just not possible now. And so I've had to adapt my expectations as I go. Um, You know, same thing with this year, I've been faced to I've had to grieve a lot of um, realities in regards to my energy levels and um, really what it's like raising a toddler and trying to have a career. I've had to face a lot of realities with this pandemic. You know, I'm not able to do as much as I would like to career wise, but I've had to pivot and I've had to really ask, well, is that what I want? Do I really want this or am I doing this because I feel like I have to? And I want to spend the rest of this episode really talking about the concept of grief, because our expectations, if we're clinging very tightly to them, then what's happening is that's probably impacting our decision making and how we go about day to day life in order to work either towards our new idea of having it all our balanced idea of having it all and um, And so therefore, our decision making, our relationships, everything like that. And so when we think about grief work, it's not just formal, you know, crying every night grief work, it's very much informal in the moment grief work too. It's the idea of if you had plans for the day. um, So for example, last week, uh, last week, uh, we found out that my kids daycare had a positive COVID test and so that it was shut down for the week. And that was on my day off. And, you know, I had, I had plans, I even think I talked about it on Instagram, like I had plans for the day. And I had to grieve that in the moment by allowing myself to actually feel the frustration and balancing that with gratitude. So a very quick, sort of idea of using the light skill, which is lesson 29. Um, and it's very much it's the idea of being able to grieve your petty problems. I think that a lot of us slap gratitude on things without processing the hurt of what it's like to grieve that. I think that we, we, we pivot and move too fast. And what happens is that we don't address the feelings in the moment. And we end up not being guided by our our true values, you know, like I had so many things that I wanted to get done last week, and I had to focus on my child, which is an understandable thing. However, by me actually grieving it and allowing myself some disappointment, it kind of swapped up how we went about our day. And so, you know, to honor that grief that I had, I you know, made some decisions with how we went about our day in order to ease that a little bit. I, um, you know, I, I got all of us lunch, you know, instead of cooking because it, it was just going to be easier and I wanted to treat myself to something like that. Um, so when you think about grieving, grief essentially means allowing yourself to feel and self validating that what you're feeling sucks. That's the easiest way to put that. And so when you think about grieving your expectations, like if I expected to be at a certain point in my career by age 35, and I turn 35 next year, and that hasn't happened, rather than going to one extreme of getting down on myself, um, or going to the other extreme of where I have like a pity party and, and give up, the idea of grief work is simultaneously acknowledging that I did disappoint myself, I did, I did not meet an expectation that I had for myself, while simultaneously forgiving myself and grieving and noticing what is there. It's the idea. So if we go back to that concept of both and of dialectics, we're consistently moving between acknowledgement and grief and figuring out what's next. And I think what happens for a lot of us is that we get stuck on those two extremes. So either we shove down our feelings, we shove down our grief and we don't feel it and it ends up coming out in very um, interesting ways to say the least or we stop feeling it all or we get so focused on problem solving and trying to force something to happen um, that that happens too. Um, or we start to feel sorry for ourselves and we don't take any action. And, you know, the reason that this is helpful when it comes to the concept of, of grief work and having it all is that we lose sight of what, how we can truly prioritize and how we can be flexible with our priority and our in the moment prioritization. So that's why a lot of therapies nowadays really suggest um, mindfulness being present taking in what we have, along with flexibility and openness. And so what I want you to imagine if you're trying to figure out how to plate your life to where you can have it all, you have to be aware of the plate that you have, and you have to be aware of bandwidth and you have to sort of face reality while also being open to the idea of making adjustments as needed day by day. Um, so if I have this plate in front of me and I'm in the kitchen and how I portion my plates, it's going to be different based on the day, based on the resources and based on what I have. I can desire to want more and I will have to figure out a way to get to that and um, But sometimes I have to work with what I have in that moment and see how that fits in. This also goes into the idea that we've talked about a lot on this podcast of being about process, being more values focused instead of end game focused. Because we don't if we start orienting ourselves towards values, whether that's connection, whether that's independence, whether that is adventure, if we do that, so let's go back to like, husband traveling, he had a lot of flexibility in life in his 20s to knock out a bunch of countries. You know, you get a, you get a steady job, and a kid and a wife and your flexibility sort of goes out the window. However, if he decided to orient himself towards the idea of adventure being his guiding light, while simultaneously grieving the flexibility and freedom that he had in his 20s, the idea goes from there is that you then begin orienting yourself towards adventure. So you put adventure on your plate with what you have in the moment. So adventure for, you know, late 30s, Henry can be different restaurants, it could be day trips, it could be hikes, it could be planning a trip down the road, it you know, that's what life can look like. And we had a lot of stuff planned and then COVID happened. But if you orient yourself towards adventure, you know, then your your idea of what you have on your plate expands. And that's why values work is important. Because if you start, if you look at your definition of what having it all means to you, I would put a little bit of money, not a lot, but enough, To feel cocky that what you have on your idea and i know that i'm guilty of it as i'm talking about it of what having it all means to you is a lot of end game stuff it's a lot of specific goal oriented stuff whether that's followers whether that's income whether that is um x amount of kids whether that's um, a partner whether that is a specific house like there's a, a chance that it's all quantifiable semi materialistic stuff on your plate. And if you were to take that off, and begin replacing it with values, I'd be really curious to see if that perception of having it all looks different, if it actually is possible as I'm challenging myself, but you can also get more flexible in how you manage your day to day decision making to orient towards that. Because there's a chance that some of the stuff that you want can be byproducts of aiming towards values. Um, But if you bring flexibility into this and adaptability, what it does is it helps you recognize how you still may be holding your values while you're in the process of trying to work towards those end game things. So like if what you want is a partner in life, then, you know, so intimate, like romantic connection, then every date you go on is an effort towards that. So where you may not have your partner on the plate, you have efforts towards that. And that still matters. And now that I'm talking this out, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe you can have it all. But having it all isn't about trophies on a shelf. You know, having it all is about, is more about the how. Having it all is more about the how you go about life and less about what life produces for you. That sounds pretty catchy. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of impressed with myself right now. So when we think about that idea of having it all, what I would encourage you to do is to revise the concept of what having it all may mean or what it's defined by while simultaneously allowing yourself to grieve that some of those things that you wanted or felt like you should have may not be as important to you anymore. Like I can tell you that there were things that even a year ago, that I was beginning to work towards and things that I felt like I needed, that I, I'm really realizing that I, I don't really want. And that grief process is kind of bittersweet, because it's bringing me towards the things that I want to work towards. But at the same time, there's a lot of fear and letting that go. And so that's where I think grief is a lot of it's more about emotions and feeling and allowing things to shift, as opposed to just being sad. And so yeah, sorry, my mind is blown right now about this whole thing. So hope this was good for you. Thank y'all so much again for another awesome week and I just got to blow my own mind. So there's that, um, as always, I need your help getting this podcast out there. So rate, review, subscribe, share, do all of those things. Don't forget. Um, there's merch for sale on my website. Same thing with the self care 5k get signed up. You're going to want to pay attention to Instagram this week at Lauren Ruth Martin. I have a pretty sweet giveaway. So yeah, we're, we're making things happen. um, I hope to see you next week. Until then, have the week you're going to have.